With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So a lot of you listeners often ask what my background is. And if you tune in frequently to the podcast, I do talk about it. For those that don't know, I run a marketing company called Bash Solutions, which specializes in custom websites, content creation, and consulting based up here in cold and snowy Rochester, New York. With clients in the wrestling world alone, ranging from Cal Sanderson and Jordan Burroughs to the Nittany Line Wrestling Club and Helen Maroulis, we've been busy over the past decade proving why we're the best and earning trust all throughout the U.S., And we're not limited to wrestling by any means. We help businesses of all shapes and sizes from barbecue and butcher shops in Arizona like Snowflake Smokehouse to the largest Chevy dealership in the world right here in Rochester, New York, Bob Johnson, and everyone in between. Whether it's building a new custom website or implementing new digital strategies to streamline your business, Bash Solutions is trusted by businesses and brands across the country for a reason. You can learn more about Bash Solutions by visiting bashsolutions.com or head over to Facebook or Instagram and Search Bash Solutions to see what we're up to. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bash Mania podcast. This is episode 87 and the first coffee talk. If you don't love coffee, don't worry. We're not talking about coffee for an hour. But today we have Coffee Chenzo and Coffee Nick both back on the podcast, but this time on together. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen. Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, be sure to subscribe to Bashamania. And if you enjoy this episode, be sure to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It's Bashamania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashamania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. All right. Bashamania 87, Coffee Talk 1, here with Coffee Nick, Coffee Chenzo. How are you guys this morning? Doing good. How about you? Doing good. I've been waiting eight months to do this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I, you know, I'm feeling great. Um, highly caffeinated right now. Um, ready to go, you know. And it's, you guys, you guys only like, drink black, right? Yeah. So I, if, it, if it's hot coffee, yeah, I'm all black if it's hot coffee. But like, if I'm drinking like a cold brew, I'll throw some almond milk or something in there. Okay. Cause yeah. I've been hooked. What I've been hooked on lately is espresso with a little super creamer. That's fine too. Yeah. That's like the, that's been my sweet spot lately. If I drink too much coffee, I start crashing before I can get the high out of it. Yeah, well you have to you have to drink a lot of water too. Yeah, I drink a lot of water. Like you got to keep mixing in your water while you're drinking the coffee. Yeah. Yeah, or else you'll get really dehydrated if you drink yeah. it, if you drink too much of it. See, that makes sense because for a long time I've been a big 5 a.m. workout guy and I'll drink pre-workout like amino energy first thing in the morning. And then I'll drink coffee after my workout. Nah. Well, I can do that. I um, I like I like to work out and drink my coffee after, but like I've actually never taken pre-workout or anything. Really? 
Yeah, no. I don't either. I, I like never once. <laughs> <laughs> Taking pre-workout in high school and it made me feel weird, so I just stopped. So what do you do like before practice? Is it straight coffee? Yeah, I mean, I just I don't know. I I live my normal life. I don't need to get myself amped up before I go wrestle. It's just I feel like especially a morning workout, I don't want to drink coffee before that because I feel like jittery. I get jittery and like I think my freshman year I was doing that and I would start to like need it before like in the morning. I didn't like that, so I started only drinking coffee after I had my morning workouts. Um, so I wasn't like reliant on it to like wake up in the morning. Oh yeah, I'm so dependent on it. I'm 100%. Like, I wake up, I start drinking pre-workout at 4.30 this morning so I can start answering emails. <laughs> like, I, what, kind of, what kind of pre-workout? Amino energy. Amino energy grape or, like, a blue raspberry. It's so potent. I'll go to kiss my wife good morning. She says, get away from me. <laughs> if, I don't, if I don't understand all of the things that's in the whatever I'm putting in my drink, I don't really... Want to drink I get scared at looking what's in it. Honestly, I drink coffee, water. I have like an electrolyte, and that's about it. Right? Yeah, that's pretty. That's, that's pretty, pretty much, much it. it. Liquid, <laughs> almond milk. I'm not too far different, aside from some wine at night. I drink water and pre-workout all morning, then a ton more water, then usually something at one, whether it's coffee or more pre-workout, and then more and more water. That midday coffee, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. that, that's needed. Unless I can take a nap because the like the post-lunch nap then coffee is, you can't beat that. And you don't realize how great naps are until you get into college <laughs> and into the working world and, and you're like, wow. I don't take them. <laughs> See, I'm a big morning person. So for me to take a nap, it's like a second morning. It's like, oh, wow. you said you woke up at 4.30. Last time I woke up at 4.30 was like, I don't even know. Can't remember. It was. It had to have been high school. Whenever we had probably uh, school starting. Probably go to the airport. Yeah, I'm. I'm good at waking up on four thirty for a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) And my body just naturally wakes up at that time. I don't even. It's no alarm clock needed. I'm on like I figured out the other day. I'm on like a two hundred fifty day streak free of no or alarm free streak. Yeah, I saw you. I saw you tweet that. But then you still wake up at 4 o'clock every day. Yeah, I, I just get up whenever my body says wake up. It's usually dependent on my stress level. High stress, I'm up at 4.30. Low stress, I'm up at 6. Well, let's try to sleep in a little bit longer, man. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe because maybe you're taking too much pre-workout. <laughs> I know. Maybe, I need- <laughs> maybe we <laughs> cut some of that out. <laughs> well, Coach Cody, sleep is very important. Very important. Yeah. Oh, I, I love sleep. And I'm assuming, you know, this is, this is a good segue because it's been a weird 2020. Oh, yeah. Since March, you guys have wrestled a combined one match. <laughs> that is just like... That was you. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, yeah. One and oh. Yeah, we're, we're one and right matches. Right. <laughs> we're gonna hopefully extend up to two and oh after this next yes. <laughs> Yeah, and I want to talk about that. Let's I guess let's first before we even get to Chenzo's match, what have you guys been doing to keep busy? Aside from getting into politics, Nick's, because I, I see you're getting more and more into politics and I'm becoming more of an avid fan. But yeah. what have you guys been doing? Chenzo into that either. So. what's that? <laughs> I said we don't got we don't got to drag Chenzo no, out of my no, politics. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, well, me, I, you know, I'm still in college, so I'm taking a class right now. I'm majoring in health policy administration, so um, that takes up a lot of time. Um, and then practice, and then we, I mean, 
video games, <laughs> uh, spike ball. Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> I actually just had my meniscus done like two days ago, yeah. so I'm kind of just chilling right now. But, Was it just like, uh, yeah, hey, this? I just got to shave down a little bit, so I'll be back in a couple weeks. Just a casual shave out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be back in a few weeks. So I'm, I'm hopefully, you know, hopefully I'll be ready to go for our next card in December. That's kind of the plan here for me. How did you feel competing the last one against Dan? Um, I, I felt fine. You know, I, I felt, you know, maybe I was trying to do too much in a short amount of time. I was trying to pack like six months of wrestling into six minutes, you know? Um, yeah. But, you know, he's, he's a you know tough wrestler, great guy. You know, I was, uh, you know, I was happy to compete, you know, against him. You know, I grew up watching, you know, Dan Valamont wrestle too. So it's just like, it was pretty, you know, it was a pretty cool moment, you know, pretty surreal. Um, but, you know, it was, it was fun to go out there and wrestle still. Does it feel different? Because, like, the landscape of wrestling seems to be changing a bit. I keep talking about this in the podcast where it's like everything is different. Right now, the biggest event going on this week is Flo vs. Rockfin, a trial on what's competition, what's not. Like, it, there's so – and I think that's, you know, for many reasons, but one of them is because the landscape is shifting. More yeah. and more people are going to – we were just talking about it before we started this about – creating content, whether it's the club and Cal came on here and he was talking about that, creating content as a club, becoming a mini a media entity. And now as an athlete, like who knows what's going to happen this upcoming college season, Lock Haven's out, Ivy League's out. You're seeing high school sports get completely just, some people might compete, some with a mask, some this, it, it's bizarre. Do you guys feel like the landscape is changing? Do you want to speak first? Um, I mean, I actually was talking to Coach Kale about this yesterday, just very briefly, just about, you know, how social media is just such a big influence on, you know, pretty much everything now. And it's like, you know, yeah, like for, for me, you know, I like, I like social media and stuff, you know, but you know, you see how I use it, right? Like I like, yeah. it's, it's for me, you know, like I use social yeah. media because like I post what I want and stuff like that. I'm not trying to, you know, please other people and things like that. And you know, that's one way of looking at it but like you know with kids like you know promoting themselves and things like that and like for me you know that just kind of gets in my head yeah but you know some younger guys that like grew up with that you know that's just it's just normal for them maybe you know and it's just like it's not like something that's going to get in their head or be a distraction down the road i think yeah. with just sports and um you know entertainment in general i think it's important to um put things out there so there can be exposure and you know we always talk about oh we want to grow our sport well this is this is how you do it um and just kind of going off what he was saying about the social media I wasn't really on social media growing up and I think that was like a good decision yeah. um, but it's almost like impossible to do that now and I think for like I think there needs to be I think there's a certain level of maturity that comes with understanding how to use that um, oh yeah, and and sure. just not to be tied to it as your personality, which is, I mean, that's is a whole other conversation. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's a bad thing that media is playing a bigger role in you know growing our sport. Yeah, but, and it'll just help us too. I mean, like yeah. freaking like we have guys like you know Roman like putting out awesome content, and like yeah. that that helps Roman, but that helps the sport of wrestling that helps, too. That, that, you know? that yeah. helps the sport of wrestling, you know, yeah. and like. You know, we, we like that, you know, like I, I, like I said, me personally, you know, I'd have a hard time making a video of myself like that and like posting it just cause like, that's just not how I'm wired. But like, you know, my guys do that. I'm all for it. You know, I support yeah. them, you know, hundred percent. 
And it comes back to authenticity. You have to do what matches your persona. And Nick, you just kind of alluded to this with, with personality. Like, and, and I saw Yanni and James Green and Ash and all the bunch of guys going back and forth on Twitter yesterday talking about that. You know, like some guys like talking crap and, and kind of hyping up the match. Others don't. And I think when you can tell some of the guys who are kind of forcing it to try to create the relevance, it's like, okay, you're reaching here, but it's also, it's natural. You can tell when someone's creating content. Like I, one of my favorite people to consume content is Gilman. I wish he would create more content. We say that all the time. We agree with you. Anything Gilman puts out is typically awesome. Anytime, anytime he talks, all ears, all eyes, yeah. you know, everyone. Right. Yeah. And it's authentic. You can't replicate that. Like when we built his website, I remember thinking like he, we put up this blog because um, a guy that works close with him, Adam Fellers, was saying like, this is the this is where we need to take the direction of this website. It's like the warrior spirit. And reading okay. this thing he wrote when he was in Russia, I think at the time, I'm like, this is insane. This yeah. is like a book I would sit down and read, like Letters from Russia by Thomas Gilman. Like, yeah. so you can tell who's authentic and, and you can tell who's not, but seeing more and more of it. And I think even guys like Cal are coming around where they know, okay, social media can be a distraction, but as the landscape continues to shift, now it's about, okay, if you're creating events on Rockfin to draw in fans, draw in attention and generate revenue, now it's important to have that audience to market to because how many followers does each wrestler have that can get more and more eyeballs? It's important. And I think a lot of people are going to find out that level of maturity real quick. Like yeah. you said about what should I post just because I can post, I shouldn't. But do you guys feel like even from a brand standpoint, I mean, Nick, you still have one year left. Chenzo, you're done now and you're starting that next chapter of, with a bigger focus on, okay, I need to provide more income revenue and that stuff. Do you feel that's shifting for you? I mean, you know, I definitely feel a little bit of, you know, pressure, you know, in that area. Right. So, you know, yeah. I probably should, you know, promote myself more, put myself out there more, but you know, like I just, I think I'm just kind of waiting, you know, for tournament season to come up really, you know, ho hopefully. Right. Yeah. I'm hopefully you know we get some tournaments in the spring and stuff like that and you know i just i kind of just want my wrestling to do the talking for me you know that's yeah. just like you know like yeah you know i'm gonna you know I'll, I'll promote you know i'll post stuff things like that but like i don't i just can't go overboard i don't know i just don't have it in me if that makes sense yeah no it's it's tough for me i don't even i get sucked into it more and more because i've grown my business that way i build a lot of relationships through showcasing what we can do talking to people whether it's athletes whether it's business owners i've leveraged it and you got to be careful if you're not leveraging it it's a tough balance where you have to look at it daily and say okay how can i use this for good instead of and, and you mentioned authenticity and i think like it's very important i'm at a point in my career where i'm not going to manufacture anything that i you know don't want to put out there so if i post something or if i say something i feel like that's going to be authentically me and if if the reality is that authentically me is not posting anything then i'm not going to post anything true yeah. so and, and i you know i'm i'm not too worried about like you know if, if what the following that i have can contribute in some way great um 
but you know i just understand that there's people with different personalities that you know draw more and like you said with you know people that have a lot of followers that are posting content that's not just helping them that's helping their teammates that's helping all of their opponents um so and just like you know you know, Bo, Bo Nickel has a huge following, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. Bo Nickel posts, you know, for the Rockham channel. He gets subscribers. That helps everybody. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't just help Bo Nickel. So, like, um, I like that we do it that way with the Rockham just because, like, it's more of a team, you know, aspect. Yeah. yeah, and speaking of Rockham, you know, we keep talking about this events, and Nick, we'll talk about your match in a minute next week. But it's like, do you guys also feel that landscape is shifting? Where it's like, I don't know what your focus is, Nick, where you, you're kind of hanging on for a college season. Chenzo, you're obviously focused on Olympic trials right now. But do you guys feel that's shifting? Where, you know, when Cal was just on here, I was telling him, like, if this were four years ago, all of you guys are going to senior nationals and risking the quarantine, doing everything else. Now you can have your own event get matches on and it's a completely different feel. And I got to imagine for you guys, it feels a little bit different because you didn't grow up seeing this where every month there's an RTC throwing a card together. And right now you have so many events going on. Now you have RTC cups, you have events on all these different platforms. Do you guys feel the competition landscapes changing? Um, I, I do. Um, the only thing like there, there's like one issue one slight flaw that I have with it. And it's just like getting the matches, right. Getting the right, getting the right matches. Um, That's something I've been struggling with too. I haven't wrestled, you know, past two cards. I haven't been able to get, you know, the match I want. Yeah. Or any match I want really, you know, it's just um, guys, you know, at when, you know, when it comes to tournament time, you're wrestling in a tournament, you don't have a choice. You know, you got to wrestle when you get there, but you know, for a card or something like that, you know, you want to kind of protect yourself a little bit, you know, you don't want to, they don't want to let you know the, the new young guys get a shot at <laughs> so, so like I understand that from a, a certain aspect, but like it I think it's good for us to all like, you know, right now, just getting matches in though and yeah. being able to like, you know, wrestle with our teammates on a card or something like that, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, and I think like honestly the you know, RTC setting up cards and everything, I think that's a silver lining and everything that's been going on, at least from my perspective, because I mean, as far as growing the sport, you know, as someone, you know, we have dedicated fans that are going to sit and watch a tournament all day. Yep. And we love those people. Um, we're more likely to have people from outside the sport that are going to sit down and watch a wrestling card for two hours, right? They're mm-hmm. not going to watch all day. Uh, my grandma will watch me at a tournament all day, but, you know, it's my best friend's going <laughs> So, um, also, I'd like to point out real quick, yeah. NOWC women are undefeated on the cards. That's so true. So, yeah. So, shout out Mark McKnight, the women's coach for the <laughs> NOWC. <laughs> and, and by the way, I'll make a cheap plug real quick. Any of these matches that have happened, first of all, if you go to rockfin.com slash NLWC, you can subscribe and get all the existing matches from the previous cards. So, if you want to go see Chenzo beat up on Dan Valamont, if you want to go see the undefeated women, Dan, if you're listening, you're a good guy, but I mean, it's just <laughs> so, you know, all. All, all these women that are undefeated, all these matches are archived. So you can you can go watch that. You can watch the upcoming event on Tuesday, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But it, it obviously helps support these guys. And like you guys are saying, too, I know Cal was telling me, like, it's important, too, to have some primetime event, events. Like having these things at 8 o'clock at night instead of doing something at, I don't know, a Saturday at 10 a.m. That That's a big change in viewership alone. Right. And... 
I think was it our first car we had it during a during a UFC event? Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> so you know that was just just the way things happen there. But I think the Tuesdays have been good though. What else are you doing on a Tuesday? Right. Yeah. There's no I know. Like, right. Yeah. And you guys aren't used to having matches on Tuesdays. Does that feel different at all? Getting ready for that or no? I have I haven't done it yet. The one I did was on a weekend. So. I think that's like, right. He hasn't either. Well, <laughs> okay. I guess we'll let you know. I guess we'll, we'll revisit you. that on Coffee Talk too. <laughs> right, yeah, we'll talk about that next time. Yeah. Well, I mean, like we, it's not like we've been having matches, so like it's yeah, exciting. And I think the the preparation is the same moving up. And I think like there's definitely monotony in everyone's lives right now, not leaving the house, doing everything over Zoom. Everyone's getting kind of zoomed out. So I think. I love your Instagram bio, Penn State Zoom University. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's true, man. I'm dying for in-person classes. But, um, yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting. I mean, in high school, I used to have matches on, like, Wednesdays or something. So, yeah, yeah so it'll be back to, the, back to those days. So, speaking of, you know, getting these matches together, you're wrestling Brandon Wright on Tuesday. How did that match come about? Um, Coach Kale asked me, hey, do you want to wrestle Brandon Wright? And I was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, Are there – He's what? Really, I, I was gonna say Brandon Wright's just—he's somehow like under the radar. He's a good wrestler, really good. That dude's good. Yeah, he—he he can throw watch? some curveballs. Yeah. yeah. The although the last match I was thinking about this morning, the last match I vividly remember, Frank Molinaro smoked him last year. I think it was like the last chance qualifier. I'm pretty sure it was like a 10-0. Frank. That was the last one I remember. Probably some yelling and screaming and bombing involved. Frank's also really, like, very, very good. So. Yeah. Frank Frank's was, a little good. Just an Olympian. Frank was, like, a foot away from being an Olympic bronze medalist. Isn't that wild? Yeah. I remember when he called me, we were talking about it when he was – he didn't think he was going to get in. And that story alone was wild when all of a sudden he's on the golf course and he gets a call saying, hey, you're going to the Olympics. But back to this Brandon Wright match – are there guys that you want to wrestle? Like if Cal says, Hey, we're going to do another Christmas card. We're going to do one December 22nd. Is there somebody like you want to wrestle or is it kind of just going, Hey coaches, get me a match. where you think I should wrestle? Um, like I don't really have like, like people in mind. I just want to wrestle the best competition around my weight. So, um, you know, we, you know, floated some names around and, um, everyone's just kind of, busy or some people are on this flow card so they have no Mm -hmm. competes yeah Uh, i kind of i kind of leave it to my coaches and i'll also i'll make suggestions but you know the the best competition around my weight that's how i want to wrestle um but i think there's kind of just a pressure like just to get matches right now um so we're just kind of looking for anybody for this one just because i haven't competed since march yeah pretty excited about it well and when gilman oh go ahead no, I was going to say, like, pretty much same thing for me. You know, there's – obviously, you know, you want to wrestle the top guys at your weight, right? And, uh, you know, I mean, guys have been doing different things, you know, competing in different events and things like that. So, it's been it's been hard. And, you know, um, guys like to get paid a lot too. So <laughs> That's that's the other interesting thing that's starting to – like, when, when – I don't remember if it was on the podcast or not. I hope I, it was I, on the podcast. I offered my purse to someone for the last match, and they wouldn't take it. Can you say who it was? You can contractually obligated not to. No. no. Oh, shoot. Okay. Well, when I can't remember if it was on the podcast. I hope it was. So I don't get in trouble. I hope it wasn't a text. But I'm pretty sure when Gilman was just on the podcast, he was talking about how I'm like, who did you want? And he's like, Spencer Lee. 
I was like, who's the next guy you wanted? Michich. Yeah. <laughs> He's he got a hit list. Yeah. But it's funny because a guy like Spencer, I know Spencer decently well, and he seems like he wants to wrestle people. Yeah. But now it's like a thing of, if you're Spencer, do you wait to take it at the Hawkeye Wrestling Club? You know, or if you're a, if you're Gilman, do you want to do it in state college? Like, are you start going to start getting people that want home field advantage? They'll probably do it at the trials is what I'm assuming. I don't think. Yeah. Gonna, you know, just like, just like the same thing with Burroughs and David, David's been trying to get a match with Jordan for months and, you know, he's, he's kind of, you know, it just is what it is. He says he calls him out, but you know, <laughs> who, who really knows. I saw, I was dying at a, somebody tweeted out like, are you guys scripting this or something? Because you see it's so much. It could be. It could be. They're, see, they're, like, they're friends. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, they're cool, you know. Well, I remember laughing when, back when Instagram used to have the technology where there was a tab and you could see the function. You could see the activity of who follows who. Mm-hmm. That's gone out. But then I remember after Dake and David went up and wait, it said, like, all I see is gold started following Kyle Dake and Magic Man. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's like, well, it was competitive, but that's the nature of the landscape. And for you guys, if you guys had the number ones in your weight on the next card, would you be running towards it? What do you, what what do you mean, mean running towards it? Yeah, what do you like, mean? like super excited for it. Like you see some guys kind of running from it, right? Some guys are like, I don't really want to wrestle the number one, two, three, or four guy. I want to wrestle him to trials. No, I mean. Give me the best guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah that's like, I think that's what we train for, right? You train for the top one percent. You don't train to be right. But you see some guys that are like, no, I don't want them to get a feel for me before the trials. Exactly. I was, I was. Just, nah, like, you can disagree with me on this, but I feel like there's this attitude of we're gonna save it for like the tournament, right? Like tournament. But like, why, man? Like, you're what are you wrestling for? You're wrestling because you enjoy it and because you want to win big matches, and like, so get the big matches. I think what we should do, and this is just my opinion. All right, let's hear it. I'm assuming for the Flows RTC Cup, I think the Spartan Combat Club is going to win it. And they should wrestle us after. And then you guys should wrestle on the NLWC Rockfin. That'd be be great for me. I'm all in on that. You and Dake. Yeah. Lee and Yanni. If those two headliners alone don't sell a year's worth of admission, (laughs) I mean... But would you guys be, like, wanting that? Like, that's something you're like, okay, these are two of the best guys in the world. Absolutely. Give it to me now. Absolutely. And I feel like, you know, I've, I've known Yanni for, you know, a very long time. And, yeah. you know, with David and Dave, it's just we have, we have a good enough relationship with them that, you know, I think that if this doesn't happen, will we, you know, obviously, you know, this is a hypothetical that Correct. If, if they win. And <laughs> right. We, you know, who, right. Like, and me and Nick are even on the team that wrestled them because we have 75 guys. <laughs> <laughs> All hypothetical i think it would be great you know um yep. but you know like i said you know it's just it's going to be timing you know things like that because they have a card in january right sparring combat yeah yeah mike gray was on here and he was saying they're planning an event in january but i don't know if that was before or after they finalized the flow rtc cup because i heard some people were like invited last minute and there was a lot of like last minute banter so I'm assuming, but I got to imagine this is going to be the model for most clubs. And I don't, what I'm curious about is what happens internationally. A lot of the tournaments, January, February, March, even, you know, the Dan Koloff, the Uregan, uh, the Allens, a lot of these tournaments are overseas. 
And I remember someone asked at the, there's a, a media press conference and we were asking questions and somebody was asking like, what happens? I think it was somebody from flow. Like what happens with these tournaments overseas? Ah, oh, well, we don't know. Well, how do you plan? Like, aren't you guys starting now to plan kind of a competition schedule up through the trials? It's only six months away. Um, you know, like I briefly talked about it with, you know, coach Casey, coach K like a little bit, just like, Hey, like, you know, January, like, January, February, what's going to be the plan? Like, you know, stuff like yeah. that. We really don't know just because, you know, there's just so much up in the air with like, you know, we don't know what the schedule is. We don't know if the tournaments are going to happen. We don't know if USA wrestling is going to let us go anywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't yeah. know. I mean, you just got to be ready to jump at the chance to wrestle. If, mm-hmm. if, you know, one day they say, hey, the trials is going to leak now. Uh, and right. Have, yeah, I mean, you just got to be ready to go. I mean, that's that's why we're here. You know, it's, um, I think Coach Gale talks sometimes, a perfect plan is really nice, but I'll take someone, you know, with a passion over someone with a perfect plan any day. Yeah. Yeah. And is that, do you think these, you know, if the, if you can't go to these international events and you have these RTC cards, do you feel you can get the same level of preparedness? I know sometimes going overseas and sometimes wrestling these foreigners does something different or it seems like it gets you guys even more ready. Do you feel like you can get that same kind of preparedness through these RTC cards if there's no, let's say, an international season this year? Um, I think they're different, you know. Um, the RTC card I wrestled on when I wrestled on, Mont, like, to give, like, just for example, like, it felt like it was, like, the first round of a tournament, right? Just, yep. like, you know, having wrestled in a while, it was kind of, like, yep. you know, you get a little chest burn. Um. I feel like if you go overseas and stuff like that, like you get that a little bit, but then you kind of push through it, right? Yeah. I don't, like, I I actually never even wrestled overseas or anything like that, and that's something that I, you know, wanted to do and that I would like to do, you know, this spring. Um, if you go overseas this spring, you need to wear a Bashmania Coffee Talk singlet. <laughs> all right. Okay. Just, just one. <laughs> three. And then and I'll, uh, I'll wear them. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, but... I don't know, you know, maybe we've been trying to, you know, talking about getting some international guys in for, you know, matches too, you know, just briefly, if we can, I think that would be something cool. Yeah. You bring up a good point too, with the difference of a dual meet versus a tournament, which typically RTCs in the senior level has always only been tournaments. Now you're really only seeing dual meets. I'm imagining there's going to eventually have to be some kind of, much like the RTC Cup, but even that, because that's still dual format, it's not an individual tournament. I'm imagining at some point you're going to have to have like an RTC tournament. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> guys, <in charge>. all <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, that would be cool. I think an RTC dual tournament's awesome, though. Like, I 100%. I love that. Whenever I heard that, I was like, let's go. Like, I thought, like, you know, we were talking about doing it. And, yeah. Uh, I think we had too many guys excited for it, which is why we're not doing it. <laughs> well, now that's another event. What you do is you participate in the, and this is hypothetical. hypothetical. If you participate in the RTC cup and let's say NLWC sends six guys now on Rockfin, you go and have the RTC cup wrestle offs. Who's not paying to watch that. We can't do that. We can't have wrestling. What? <laughs> I mean, we we can, but like it's just it it'll make things a little complicated in house maybe. But but hypothetically, it'd be good for the fans. Hypothetically, it'd be sick. Yeah, we could probably make some money off that too. 
<laughs> so, yeah, I, I can't be excited, but I know it's not going to happen. Nick, going back to your match Tuesday, and we're all over the place. Do you feel right now you were in, like, peak Nick Lee shape the last time we saw you back in March? Like, you were just – you looked mean. Do you feel like you're in that shape right now? Well, I don't feel mean. I feel like a nice guy. But, <laughs> all right, then no. The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel ready to go. I mean, we've been doing nothing but training, you know, since since then. And um, I'm just, you know, excited to finally, you know, get to competition. And, um, you know, I feel like I'm in good shape. So I, I guess we'll find out. Never really know until <laughs> it's matched. What's your expectation for yourself for the match? Um, <laughs> mean pain. Nah, I'll just, I'm going to be the best I can be. Um, as I have always tried to do. So, I mean, that's, that's my expectation for myself. So is there an expectation of, I want to pin, I want to tech, I want whatever, or is it just going to be a thing where after the match, you'll say, I feel like I wrestled regardless of how you win. Let's say, is there an expectation for yourself? It's simply based on how you feel. You think I'm going to score as many points as I can and give up as few points as I can. And at the end of the day, I think that, um, the results will show for themselves. So, We've been we've been looking at statistics recently showing you know winning percentages based off of, oh yeah based off points. I'd love to go into this. In okay, go into it, please. I want to hear it. Oh, uh, we we can't. No, no, no. We can't dive into it. That's like that's all we're gonna give out. But oh, you're right. like, come, come on now. Like, all right, we're going into closed chambers. <laughs> like, I'll, like that's that's just like the brief overview. You know, we'll, okay. like, we'll look at it like that. But it's it's actually pretty interesting stuff. Like. I feel like statistics with wrestling is just it's different, you know, compared to like, you know, football or basketball or baseball. Cause like there's in wrestling and like fighting, you know, there's that, there's a knockout, there's a pin. Yeah. You know, like football, you don't, you don't have that. Right. Yeah. So I think us looking at the statistics stuff is very interesting, but it's just like, it counts up points. Right. So if you score like 10 points, you have like a 90 some percent chance of winning the match. Makes sense, yeah. given that it's over, especially if you're talking freestyle. Right, yeah, but, like, but then, like, you know, me being, you know, a jerk, I'm like, well, what if you give up 10 points also? So like, well, <laughs> the of the Probably pretty high. Yeah. Probably just the reverse. Right? So, like, if I tend to score 10, like, what are my, what's, you know, what are my chances then? See, and I would, this is the, one of the reasons I love watching all these content creators, maybe myself included. I love seeing all this new wrestling content because you're getting new angles and you're getting new perspectives that you would typically hear like in the bleachers or in a locker room yeah. or on the mat after practice. You're starting to get more and more opinions. And I think it's going to help bring more fun exposure because if you were to tell me that I could track a win percentage based on points, you can, yeah, I would... Like, and if you gave me that, I would love to watch it during a match. Like, you see it with football. Like, oh. you see when there's, like, win percentages, and then they tank. Or you, even with the presidential election back in 2016, Hillary was, like, 99%, and you, you saw the curve. I would love to – I think if you bring elements like that to wrestling, it just makes it even more fun. I also think you need to be able to bet on wrestling. I think that would be fun, too. I'm gonna, I, um, I was going to try to ask someone at Barstool to put our card on the Barstool Sportsbook. That would be huge. Yes. I to do that, and I got to try to work that out. Yes. Uh, let's, let's blow up Twitter today with that, because I think that's a great idea. Because betting makes everything fun, whether you bet or not. I always – I've got to – Interesting. Like, like <laughs> I, not necessarily great, but it's I, true. I don't gamble <laughs> whatsoever, but, I mean, I feel like you should be able to 
be fed on wrestling. I mean, all I hear about all the time are college kids talking about betting on football games. Yeah. And it'd be awesome if we could get wrestling into that conversation. Right. And it's cool, too, to look at, like, even if I don't bet on something, I love watching, like, let's say Barstool's um, sports advisors show. And you hear, like, it, it's a lot different when you know if the Patriots are favored by 13 or the Steelers are favored by 11. You have a better sense of the game and who should win and if it's an upset when you see the line. Wrestling yeah. needs to have the line. Like Nick Lee minus two and a half on Tuesday, right? Oh, like, that's that's light. You might be favored more than that, but <laughs> all right, Nick Lee minus five. <laughs> Correct. That's better. Take it. See, um, that's the things you need. You need the odds makers for wrestling, and that might be the the trickiest thing. Right. I feel like I don't know. I feel like Willie would be good at that. Willie would be great. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a there's small definitely some of people that could do. It. I can do it. No, I couldn't either. Yeah. No, I'm too much of a homer, number one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, I'm going to, like, all my guys are going to be huge favorites, like, every match. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like someone like Willie can, like, kind of predict the way a match is going to go. I have no idea where a match is going to go. Those guys, like, study wrestling. Yeah, you know? man. I don't, you, I need don't, to, you need to have guys in a room, like, a whole variety. You need, like, the Jason Bryants, like, the historians who see things play out. You need the Willies. You need the people who have the technical analysis who can sit there and think, well, his style versus his style versus this and that and this percentage. And going back to the, the, the statistics, I gosh, I can't even talk. If you're going to all those things, that would be exciting to see some of these odds. Absolutely. I think so, too. Um, it's just yeah. like. I don't know. It's just re- wrestling. We're not. We're not the guys to make it. Happen. Yeah, wrestling. Wrestling is just a, like it's a very different sport for that kind of thing. So it'd be really interesting if like if it was if they had statistics as in depth for wrestling as they do for other sports. It would definitely be. And there's start like that wrestlestat.com, okay. like stuff like that. That's great for college, but right. like for international, there's nothing really. No. Yeah. There's a couple of guys that are like starting to do it that are starting to like show some stuff and keep some, but you need that. You need to be able to look all that stuff up. Right. Yeah, man. Now I want odds for Tuesday. We're going to have to tweet out at partial sports book. Dave Portnoy. I'll ask, I'll, I'll ask KB. I'll, um, we can get on it. Yeah. He's actually, I forgot you, you know him well, don't you? No, no, no I wouldn't say well, but like, you know, we, we know like we're friendly. Like you now. did an article. They did an article about you, right? Or like an interview with you a couple years ago, a couple years ago. Yeah. That like, was hilarious. Kind of kicked off. Like we had, he did a few that year. He did like one with me, Mark, like Spencer Lee. Yeah, I got some good exposure for wrestling. So the funny thing is, a lot of the what's like, that? I would like to see him go in and get some more college guys to do that again. You know. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up Roman again because you know he's just really good at putting out content. But, Absolutely. You know. Yeah, and you have a lot of the Barstool guys that I've seen. I know Brandon Walker, Big Cat. These are, like, pro wrestling nerds. Like, they love wrestling, so that should translate down. If you love that, you should at least have an appreciation for college Olympic wrestling. A, a little bit, right? I feel like you should have an appreciation for college Olympic wrestling no matter what. Yeah, Agreed. Like you know, you know, that, you know that it exists. And yeah. I actually asked um, when Kurt Angle came on the podcast, I asked him, I said, okay, you've won everything. You've yeah. literally won everything. What's your favorite? And he said Olympics hands down. Yeah. Not his, you know, his WWE championships, not any of that stuff. It's Olympics. Right. I believe it. Yeah. That holds some weight. These Barstool guys, they got to get on some college wrestling coverage. <laughs> yeah, because that's what America wants, just more and college wrestling. College coverage. wrestling is 
different now than it was when I coached wrestling. Like, I feel like it's like so much. I don't. Maybe it's not, but I feel like college wrestling is freaking so fun right now, especially it is um, before they canceled everything. Um, it was fun last yeah. year. It was, yeah, it was, it, was. it was pretty cool. I know. I feel like it was like it was on the up and up and then everything got canceled. Like that was like, I can't imagine for you guys, obviously, but even for me as a fan, like, yeah, you know, I mean, like we talked about a little bit, it was, it was hard, but you know, like things happen for a reason, you know, um, we just move on and just keep plugging. (laughs) Nick, are you hopeful there's going to be a season this year? I'm hopeful. I think that it kind of puts things in perspective. Um, so as far as season this year, um, I don't really see any reason why not. And I know there's lots of competing. I, don't think there's be one. I, I know there's lots of competing thoughts on that. I, I see no reason why not to have a season this year. Um, you know, we can make it happen um, very easily. And, um, but then as far as, you know, them canceling season, I think I, I hope that puts it in perspective for lots of guys, especially young guys. And so you kind of, for me, at least it made me kind of realize that oh, why do I do this? Yeah. You know, am I getting caught up in um, am I getting caught up in the results of competition or am I doing it because I enjoy it and so I think you know I think everyone had to do some hard thinking after that and um, but yeah it's I'm hopeful there's a season and I don't see any reason why not <laughs> if there's not would you wrestle next year uh, I mean, that's my plan right now I, I've got another year of eligibility this year's for year yeah so I mean yeah, I don't, I don't see why not. It might delay the official launch of Coffee Talk merchandise and <laughs> everything else. Just a little bit, you know, but hey, that's all right. Let yeah. me ask you this. This is kind of a, a hot issue that's debated or talked about, I guess. But when you have a year like this where you know there's going to be X number of people left out, the Ivy League already lock haven, do you think there'll be an asterisk next to the season because of that? I do. Um, I I don't know. I mean, look, like you're going to have to, whether the Ivy League's in or out, you know, whoever's out, you're going to have to beat good guys no matter what. Yeah. Just because, you know, just because Yanni's not there doesn't mean that it's like just a weak bracket. It, it'll, yeah. be, it'll be weaker for sure yeah. you know, with those guys not there. Um, but it's still, you know, it's still college wrestling. It's still really competitive. Yeah. Maybe an asterisk, but like at the end of the day, though, like, you know, you're, I see both it. sides to the conversation. I really do. Like title, you win, a, you win a national title. Yeah, that's that's what I think. I don't think people are going to look back in twenty years and say, "Oh, he's a national champion," but it was that COVID year. But but yeah, yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't remember who was national champion four years ago. So I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think there is kind of an asterisk, but I I I don't really know. I don't want people to get confused about my feelings on it because I think it's great if we're able to wrestle 100% uh, and I think that the I'm really happy about you know them giving an extra year uh, or a free year to people competing I don't think it makes any sense but I, I like it yeah maybe they should go back to the seniors who kind of free year why well you know can Chinzo that's in? my I'm frustration we're going to at 125 this year if it's free year you know what I mean like, it doesn't <laughs> Oh, Robbie Howard might have something to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it just it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I'm I'm happy about it because I think you know we're making wrestling happen, uh, hopefully. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 really odd. Um, I mean, we can get a couple five-time national champs, you know, like why not, right? 
yeah and, and that's kind of what i mean is as far as putting it in perspective you know I, are you taking away the meaningfulness behind it and that's why i think it's helpful for me to think of it in terms of why do i wrestle because i really like yeah. it not, not for any of the end results so. yeah i just hope that it continues it, wrestling was trending upward before covid you like everybody sensed it was it was trending upward in every avenue yeah. i just hope that continues ncas were about to be insane last year insane in a football were, stadium right and it would have been i i still firmly believe it would have been a very tight team race um it, it would have been yeah it would have been um no bias from any of the three of us but it would have been listen i complained before that we would have won i'm gonna stick by that um but like it, you know, it would have been it would have been an awesome, you know, race. So the competition would have been sweet. You know, everyone would have been, everybody would have been into it. Like, it would I have think been, it would have been a great time. You know, already with the Ivy League being out, it kind of makes it sting a little bit. But like this year, if nobody would have been canceled, if everybody would have wrestled and everybody had that eligibility, I think this year could have been absolutely wild. I think so, also. I yeah. hope already you have some teams out, but I think there's still the potential that it could be wild. Think of it this way. Free year, no one's going to red shirt, right? Right. So it would be crazy. It would just be like everyone's in. Like right. Every, no one's getting held out for anything. You're going to see freshmen at different weights and stuff just because, like, right. maybe waiting for guys to move out of a weight class. But, like, free year, throw them and, in there. And I, I hope, like, getting back to that trending upward, I hope that this year – because you have so much of just go put it on the line, who cares? That should hopefully build even more and more excitement for the next year. And yeah. I think people are going to let it fly during matches more. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I hope so. I think our guys will. You know. Yeah. We're Definitely gonna, not RBY. He won't. <laughs> no, no, we'll probably try to win like be three, very, three very to two. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna probably have a really defensive season. Hey, with Car Carter will be real defensive too. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't wait to watch that guy this year, man. I I can't wait. It's like I'm in I'm in this place right now where it's like I'm so excited for what could happen, but I get so like nervous. Like it feels like we're on the verge of another lockdown. It feels like we're on the verge of cancellation. So it's like I don't deal with disappointment that well. So if I'm getting so excited for the season and then you take it from me, I'm gonna be upset. Yeah, I think I mean like you know, when it comes to college wrestling, I'm a fan now. So yeah, so I'm I'm excited too. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing like being a fan of college wrestling, especially now that you're. See, I feel like a Penn State homer because Cal has made me feel that way. Like he's brought me in and made yeah. me feel like part of the team. Right. But I can't imagine the fandom you got to have of graduating from a college and then rooting for that team after like i'm so jealous i never went to college for that factor alone i've been screaming at my tv every saturday for every <laughs> you know me and nick both. <laughs> uh, i've been screaming at yeah. penn state football all right yeah it, it's not really a great year to be a penn state football fan <laughs> you know it's it's never a bad year to be a penn state that's a very political answer political nick <laughs> <laughs> we want the best for those guys that's all for sure so for listen sure. before i let you guys go here nick final thoughts on your match and everybody listening go to rockfin.com slash nlwc make sure you pay the 9.99 don't be cheap go get the match nick what can people expect who are going to tune in and also, Wisconsin's going to have a duel right before it. Mm -hmm. so, 
Go to rockfin.com slash NLBC. Watch Chenzo beat up Dan Valmont. Sorry, Dan, no disrespect. Watch the, the women who are undefeated. Watch all the archive matches. Then go watch the Wisconsin duel at six. Then watch the NLWC duel at eight. But Nick, from you specifically, what, what can people expect? Yeah, it's going to be a fun match. It's two Indiana guys, so I'm hoping we get a good, you know, Indiana crowd watching. So I don't know if that, you know. <laughs> Why is Chenzo shaking his head no? <laughs> total. And, and we're Not that watch wrestling, just total. And we're proud of it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it should be great. Um, we're going to have a, a good mix of, you know, guys that have been around for a while and then new guys that are on the scene. So, I mean, it's just going to be an awesome card. So, I, everyone should tune in. And, um, yeah, definitely. Your brother's wrestling too on the card, right? Uh, yeah, my brother Joe's wrestling. Uh, I'm actually not sure who he's wrestling. Um, Joe's wrestling Zach Hartman from Bucknell. There you go. Uh, and then we had a few. The fan. See, the fans always know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, no, Joe's like my pupil. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know who I'm wrestling. I'm going to be very mad at my people. I don't know who I'm wrestling in the semifinals at the nationals until like I'm walking out to the mat. So that's that's the difference mm-hmm. there. So, really? You don't I, pay attention to any of it? No, he has no idea. I'm going to be honest. Like I've tried to in the last <laughs> years because I think it's helpful to know what you guys going to do before you walk out there. But yeah, no, I sometimes I just forget to look. No. Okay. So. Him, he's like that, but Shakur Rashid, like, just like didn't know. Like, he was wrestling Colin Moore. He's like, who's this guy? Like, he, like, <laughs> like, like, he was getting recruited to Penn State. Like, Coach Kale called him. He's like, he, he didn't know who he was. Like, Shakur, you know, that's just one of a kind guy. That's just he just like, he just lets it fly. I helped him with a little a little website. Nothing crazy, just something really simple. What's that? Man, right. Yeah, as soon as he texts me, what I love about him, you know, we'll wrap this show up the way we started talking about authenticity. He is so authentic. When he texts you, you yeah. can hear him talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's always the best. He types how he talks, and he's just very genuine, authentic, awesome guy. My- doesn't, doesn't care about, you know, much, like, around him. Like I said, like, he was wrestling. He was going to go to wrestle Colin Ward. He's like, who is this guy? <laughs> You know, Shaq just does Shaq. My my favorite experience with Shaq was I brought him out to my hometown in Indiana for a camp one time. <laughs> and it was just like worlds colliding, and he was just kind of chilling the whole trip. And then we were like driving from the airport to my house, and it's out in the middle of nowhere. And he like, it's kind of dark outside. We start getting to my house. And he like takes his headphones out, start looking up, and he's like, "Yo, where are you taking me? Like, this is like Texas Chainsaw Massacre." And I'm like. <laughs> live in the middle of nowhere yeah so. and those are the people we hope tune in this tuesday night from <laughs> indiana yes is it exciting to be on the card for the first is this the first time you've been on a card with your brother or wrestling an event with him um i mean since college yeah i mean i know he's excited to compete he hasn't competed in a long time um but i'm really excited for him i mean he's Definitely probably the most athletically talented in our family. I got to be careful what I say. I got another brother, Matt, who was also on the card. But um, we, we had some um, some other guys that, that ended up not being able to wrestle. Um, but, yeah, it's it, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm excited. Is there any brotherly competition? Who scores more points? Who does this? Who does that? Um, you know, I think there always is. Not really. It's just unspoken? <laughs> <laughs> not, not really these days anymore. I feel like it's more we're trying to help each other out, 
you know, yeah. I actually, to be honest, at tournaments and stuff, whenever I need a scouting report, the first person I text is Joe because he's already got it. I don't even have to ask. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, we used to compete all the time. We, were, we actually used to be in the same weight class. And oh, wow. my, yeah, no, so we would go to <laughs> matches as kids. We would be in the same weight class. And my dad didn't want us to wrestle each other because he thought we would get in fights, which he was probably right about. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> like, whoever, whoever wants to forfeit, like, we're going to get you uh, an Xbox game. <laughs> <laughs> that is great parenting. <laughs> and Joe was like, I'll forfeit. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure Joe forfeited. <laughs> And then here, I thought I'm the smart one, like winning these kids' tournaments. And then we go home and like, <laughs> so he, he was probably smart. You got it. You got a nicer trophy. Though, so he sees his trophy. His brother's sitting there playing Xbox, yeah. and it's like, what? it's like, wow, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> Actually, I was a little jealous, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think we're definitely helping each other out, and, but. The brother early early life brotherly competition is one of the most healthy things. So. Yeah, and will Coffee Chenzo be coaching the corner? I on, on Tuesday. I, yeah, I might be there. I might be. I might be there. Uh, you know, coaching might be doing commentary. We'll see what happens. Commentary would be fun. Maybe we'll see. If it's a last minute announcement, I won't pry for too much information. But even, listen, if you're commentating, it's even better because I just want you to coach. From the commentary seat. I, I probably will by accident. <laughs> it's always funny when there's like, I remember, I think Bo was doing commentary for Big Ten for a Penn State duel. And he started doing it just a little bit. You're kind of like, <laughs> just here, like under the breath. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, guys. Any final words before we wrap up here? Um, I just, I just want to say, you know, um, it's okay to, you know, watch other teams events you know i paid for the hawkeye wrestling club event it was awesome um you know like that's how we're going to help each other and that's how we're going to yeah. get and you know we all just really have to help each other and that's pretty much it you know yeah. like, well, pretty much what bryce was saying on that card just kind of hit. he spot. was spot on with that yeah that's really all i got <laughs> yeah we gotta support each other now you know this is you know if one person wants to wrestle you gotta fight for everyone's you know, right yeah. dress right now. So mm -hmm. I, if you want college wrestling, talk about it. You gotta talk yeah. about it. If you want to watch if you want to watch wrestling, pay for it. You know? Yeah, yeah I got mad. Facebook when you know on the Bash Mania Instagram and Facebook, I try to post as much as I can with like cards and updates and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And I shared one on Facebook and I share them out to like wrestler groups because I know the casual fan barely knows when NCAAs is, yeah. let alone anything else. And as I'm sharing out some of these cards to try to get fans to be less of a casual fan and more watch it like you watch football or baseball or anything else. And people are commenting like, yo, who's going to share their Brockman credentials? Yo, who's going to share their track credentials? And I'm like, you want to see more of this, but you don't want to spend the nine ninety nine. Dollars, like it's less than a burrito, double meat. <laughs> I bet you ordered food to your house that's worth twice more than right. Pay that. Yeah, right. Yeah. And if you're that concerned, go, have a friend come over, split it five dollars, like. right? But but sharing it goes so far to help some of these events. And it's right. like, look, at, if if you can't spend thirty dollars on some of these pay per views, which which that's fine, 
have a bunch of friends come over and split it all up. Everybody Venmo's everybody, everything anyways. Just one person get the pizza, one person get the event, one person get this. Got to support the the athletes. Got to support the clubs because that's the only way the sport's going to grow. Bryce was spot on in that message. And if we don't, then we're not going to have these cards anymore. Yeah. And and it's going to come naturally, and we're so lucky to be at the time that we're in now where where this kind of stuff can start to happen. Yeah, the fact that it's possible, and this is like the big time you're seeing it. This is the proof of concept. Is it worth flow spending $200,000 plus for an RTC cup? tight mercury and flow you know what i mean like all these things and the investment seems to be there because people are making these decisions blindly but now's the time to like help prove the concept works right i agree absolutely and i also think nlwc needs to start selling merchandise which i text varner about every other day that would be not really i I, I think i have two nlwc t-shirts like i got i got this from the golf outing yeah, so it, it's a secret between us three and the audience, but like we built in a store into the Nittany Line Wrestling Club website. Oh, really? It's waiting. So everybody needs to pressure Varner because I keep telling him, like, we oh, yeah. built it in. Yeah. Like, people always like when people put Justin Bash and Bash Solutions together and they connect the dots, they start DMing me and saying, Why haven't you built that NLWC store yet? Why haven't you built the store yet? I'm like, Actually, we have. There's just no products. <laughs> There's just nothing in the store. <laughs> right. Our product smells old, old gear. <laughs> his WrestleMart socks. His like, his like first like Marner shoes, like just like, <laughs> like worn by him. <laughs> Partner worn shoes, one yeah. of a kind. Yeah, the size fifteen and a half. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, everybody tuning in, go to rockman.com slash MWC, sign up for the event, follow Chenzo, follow Nick. I'll tag them, link them. They're going to retweet it. They'll reshare it. Go follow them. Guys, we will talk soon. Let's go tweet the heck out of Barstool Sports. Hey, it, was, it was an absolute pleasure. Oh, uh, We're going to have to do coffee talk too soon. So, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Awesome, guys. Let's see you later. And that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If you did enjoy this episode of the podcast, be sure to leave a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on more episodes. For more wrestling content, be sure to follow Bash Mania on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And follow me. I'm at JBash on Instagram and at Justin JBash on Twitter. I'll be back with another episode shortly. See ya. And the beat goes on.